You are listening to Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose, the podcast that helps you unleash your innate ability to manifest intentionally. From spiritual boss babes to industry experts and beyond, we'll learn what it really means to manifest with ease. All right, welcome to today's podcast. I'm super excited to have a dear friend and someone I also look up to um, in the coaching industry, Sophia Reisinger. Um, we met, gosh, a year ago now? A year oh, ago? Yeah. yeah, we met a year ago at a Bob Proctor um, consultant training or convention, and we immediately hit it off and had so many synchronicities and so much to talk about that we had experienced um, parallelly, in, in parallel, really. So I'm super excited to have her on. We're going to be chatting a lot about the fitness industry and kind of having a shallow awareness of what humans really are um, into more of a spiritual, I don't want to say a spiritual awakening, but a higher understanding of what we really are here to do as humans and our purpose here and aligning with who we really are at our core. So I'm really excited to get into it. Um, put your seatbelts on because we're probably going to go maybe all over the place, but definitely super deep. So Sophia, welcome. I'm super excited to have you. Thanks so much, Maddie. I am really excited to be here chatting with you and hearing you say that you look up to me is pretty funny because I feel the exact same way about you. All of the synchronicities and, you know, seeing what we aspire to be in each other is just such a wonderful place to be in with another human being. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So tell me a little bit. I mean, I already know, but tell whoever's listening a little bit about your background in fitness and with your body and maybe self-image where you started before any kind of awareness occurred? Yes, for sure. So when I first got into fitness, at first it was from a perspective of doing a crap ton of cardio. (laughs) So I thought I had to be a certain measurement in order to be beautiful, whether on a weight scale or literally a tape measure, because at the time I thought, the only way I could be successful in life was, you know, to be a model and then get an attractive, wealthy husband because I look good. So that was kind of the start. So I started to try to lose weight, get skinny, um, had a bunch of body dysmorphia, essentially. And through various experiences, my brother actually passed away from a drug overdose. But one of the last things we did together was go to the gym a lot. So he was getting into bodybuilding. He was actually sober for a whole year before he died. So he taught me how to lift weights. So I was kind of just getting into it before he died. And one of the things he really aspired to do in his lifetime was do a competition for bodybuilding. And so I thought, you know what? I may as well do that because he can't do it anymore. So I started lifting a bunch of weights. I built a lot of muscle. And from there, (laughs) with my body image, it was shifting from, you know, you got to be skinnier and smaller to now (laughs) you got to put a bunch of muscle on your glutes, your quads, your hamstrings, your calves, just like you need to look more aesthetic. And it was still all about you know, you aren't good enough unless you look better than the next woman, which was never going to be the case (laughs) because it's all relative, right? So it just, you never feel good enough, essentially. So that would be where 
a lot of my time went was being obsessed <laughs> with how do I train more to look better? And then I also became a personal trainer and started helping people online through fitness programs and courses and also one-on-one, -on -one, you know, how can you look better? How can you lose weight and get your body composition in a more um, <laughs> supposedly um, appealing and worthy manner? So I was kind of in it for as much as it was great to like help people, I was still helping them. Of course, you tend to do like feel more confident when you are fit. It was still sort of just about, you know, the way you look. And of course you can layer in, you know, your mental health is better when you exercise and you're physically healthier when you can, you know, you have a healthier cardiovascular and whatever, all of that is fine and good. But I think the deeper, reason I was in it was just like insecurity and I think other people who are attracted to me for help were probably also insecure yeah I resonate with what you said so so much and I'm grateful for you opening up and sharing um, your life with everyone listening so I too started because I started to prove something to myself really so I I didn't have much belief in myself anyone that knows me would say I've always been super outgoing. I've always had a lot of friends. I've always been, you know, kind of like the life of the party really. Um, and <laughs> so once I got into fitness, it was really to prove to myself that I could do anything that I set my mind to. But it was also because I saw a lot of people on Instagram looking amazing and, you know, becoming IG famous and, you know, doing all of these things. And I was like, wow, how cool would it be to be that? And so it started off with great intentions but it ended up turning into like this internal competition with how do I be better and how do I, you know, look better and how do I, you know, what if my butt's not big enough and what if this, and this sounds so crazy and so like gross to say out loud, but this is really where I was. And this is like how I was really thinking at the time. And so maybe someone listening can relate to this, but um, it started off super surface level. And although it started with me wanting to prove something to myself it ended up being me wanting to prove something to the world which is never the right intention and i remember getting inside of the fitness instagram <laughs> community and just being like oh my god you know like everyone would comment on each other's pictures like oh my god you look fab wowie you baddie like all of these things and they were so surface level and they had no meaning behind the comments and it was just to get engagement and it was just to have more comments on your pictures like if you go to my instagram feed and you scroll down you will see hundreds of comments on pictures fitness pictures you'll see a lot of bs comments on the pictures you'll see a lot of likes i used to get thousands of likes on pictures now i get like zero to a thousand it's a huge variety now it swings a lot but it used to be very consistent and and um, just very consistent because I put so much time and energy in validation and in having likes and in having comments. And I put so much work into that. And I honestly lost myself in that process. Like I really truly lost myself in that process. And it was at that point, we'll get into the switch now, like how we both shifted. But for me, it was at that point realizing how shallow I felt because I was showing up online in a completely different way that I was showing up in my real reality, like in my life my real life offline and it grew I think I did a post like maybe a year or two ago about that like my dual personality like literally living as one person and showing up online as someone completely different 
in fitness and everything when I was studying mindset and I started studying personal development because I felt this emptiness. I was, I was attracted to finding depth, finding purpose, finding meaning. And this was when I was graduating college. And I went on this huge personal development journey and became so much more offline, but never aligned that with online presence. And so eventually there was this huge, massive gap between who I became online and who I became in my physical world. And at one point I was like, basically put my hands up and was like, I surrender. You know, I'm going to lose a lot of followers. I'm going to lose a lot of engagement. The likes probably aren't going to come in as much anymore. I don't care. I'm not really helping people anymore. I'm not really helping people posting pictures of my ass. Like this is not helping. For sure. So you had so deeply before had this identity of who you were and why you were here, but it wasn't really for you. It was just to prove something to the world. And worthy in the eyes of society. Yeah. Right. And for, you know, comparing yourself to everyone else online, that looks like the butt photos or, you know, the perfect eating retainer or whatever it is. And for me, it was actually a funny thing that sucked at the time, or at least I thought it did, but hindsight, it was great. (laughs) So my account at the time was probably up to like 30,000 followers or somewhere in there. And I had gotten a warning a couple times about using copyrighted music on my workout videos that I posted. And all of a sudden one day, I remember Parker and I, I remember it so clearly because it was such an impactful event for me, but I was just trying to, you know, I opened up my Instagram account and it had logged me out. And so I tried to log back in and it said, you know, your account has been deleted. (laughs) And I didn't get any warning, no notification, nothing. And that was just it. They deleted my account for using copyrighted music. So <laughs> at the time I cried because that's all that I was at the time. I had no worth, no value. Like I was like, my worth was in those followers, in those likes, in the comments I got, you know, that validation externally. So this was kind of like, the beginning of a series of events that started my journey. So after, you know, crying and breaking down for a couple of days, I started to think, okay, so how can I pivot? What is this going to look like moving forward? Who am I going to be? And at the time, this was <laughs> coincidentally right when I was starting a lead the fields um, program with Bob Proctor. And I had just dropped out of university and I had to be very strategic about it um, with my dad (laughs) because I had sort of the pressure to be in university or get a degree and whatever so I had to say you know like I'll go into real estate development I have you know here's my business plan here's a proposal here's what I'm going to do and that's why I want to be able to drop out of university. I still have goals and ambitions. Don't worry, dad, like it's all fine and good. And got into that, but really I just thought that that would be my own, my next thing to be successful, but not actually, I didn't really care about it, if that makes any sense. And so, you know, I started this lead the field program and we had to start <laughs> coming up with seat time goals and all of that. And it was kind of pivot after pivot. So for you, it sounds like right away, you knew underneath that personal development and growth was really your passion, your thing, but that you still just had to shift in the online world in order to show that. 
And for me, it was like chaos. <laughs> like trying. For you, it was like, God said, you're done. No more. You're off of this. You've got to change. <laughs> and you were yeah. like, oh my God. I was like, shit, <laughs> there's no going back. And I'd say that divine, that's divine intervention right there. Yeah, absolutely. So grateful for it. <laughs> like, could not be more grateful. So after that, it was just a series of trying out different concepts and business ideas. So I've started up seven different businesses now. And the one I'm doing currently is like my life. I love it. It is everything to me. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, the combination of personal development and growth as well, combined with business and social media marketing and all of that. So yeah, that's kind of how my process evolved. So let's talk a little bit about how you feel now about, like, let's talk about how we feel now about fitness and our relationship maybe with fitness now and our relationship with ourselves now like talk about talk about that great idea so I would say my relationship to fitness is unconditional love if that makes any sense so I I feel excited to go work out I think it's great to have goals and intentions for how often you want to work out what intensity um, you know still have goals in that manner but for me, it's not just about having a certain aesthetic anymore. It's about, you know, reaching certain weights, certain strengths, certain physical capabilities and actual useful, <laughs> useful um, agility, you know, being able to actually be fit and go for a run if you wanted to, which I don't really like running, <laughs> but, you know, going to go do a bunch of flips because I love gymnastics and really just taking care of myself. And it also relates to how I show up in every other area of my life. So if I want to be sleeping, you know, eight hours a night, it's like, well, exercise <laughs> helps you do that. If I want to have my hormones regulated, exercise helps with that. If I want to show up present and get a lot done in the day, exercise helps you do that. So it's just like all these different areas and now it's more of a holistic um, approach and the self-image <laughs> has improved a zillion fold. I think it's one thing, like you said, you know, when you got into fitness, it was proving to yourself that you could set that goal and attain it. But I think it's another thing entirely for, you know, being able to impact and help people and make a difference in a way that is really close to your heart. Yeah, absolutely. So I share the same now when it, when it comes to fitness and it comes to working on my body, it's more of like, it's more of like alignment and then I go do my thing. Right. So now when I'm focused on, you know, releasing weight, I don't say, Oh, I'm just going to die extremely hard, track my macros and hit the gym extra hard. Like that's upstream, that's forceful, that's like, uh, it sounds so hard and heavy and like not fun. So I don't work that way anymore. Now when I want to release weight, I say, mm, you know, I would just love to release some weight. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, what, you know, what could I do to maybe, maybe feel better about being a lighter weight or how can I get more comfortable with weighing less or, you know, maybe I make different choices, but maybe I don't. Maybe it's just my belief that hel helps me release some weight. Um, and so by aligning with my, my new desire 
and asking for more of that desire on a continuous basis whenever it comes up and helping myself feel really good around that new desire and feeling really good about attaining my new desire, it causes me to take new action, which might be, you know, eating healthier. It might mean going on a 30 minute walk every day. It might mean like it, it doesn't, do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's, it's alignment and, and feeling good about where you're going. And then the inspired action comes instead of, oh my gosh, I need to lose weight. I'm fat. Let me go work out extra hard at the gym. Let me go on a diet because that's very forceful and you're going to keep getting more of the same, right? If you're looking in the mirror and you're calling yourself fat and you're not being grateful for your body and for where you're at right now in your process, then you have so much resistance up against you when it comes to actually releasing weight, right? So now with my fitness, it's just like, I believe that I can maintain the body that I know and love and want and do whatever exercise I feel called to do. Like I don't, my value of my body and what I look like is not held in the amount of workouts I do anymore or the amount of, you know, workout videos I post or, or anything like that. It's just, I have a knowingness that I can be healthy. I can have the things that I want and that in trusting that what I'm doing is enough and is going to allow me to get there. And so it does. Yeah. And a great example of this. So probably December or January, I had this goal to reach a certain size in my jeans. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I usually have like, you know, this um, change between one size to an X, usually between two sizes. And I thought, okay, well, I've gotten to the bigger size of those two. <laughs> I want to go back down to the smaller one. And at the time it was a little bit forceful. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym four times a week. And, you know, I mix in cardio twice a week as well. And at the time, you know, didn't lose any weight following this eating well, I was still bigger size, didn't lose that fluff or release that fluff as you call it. And over this pandemic, of course, gyms are closed and it's been a challenge for some people, especially people who are obsessed and have their worth tied to, you know, how much can I exercise? How can my body look? Am I progressing towards competing? That sort of thing. So luckily (laughs) I wasn't in that space anymore. And I ended up actually losing the weight and becoming the smaller size without going to the gym, working out less. (laughs) And it's just interesting how if you become the person who weighs less before you go and do a bunch of stuff, you're not going to have it. You need to, sorry, I think I said that backwards, but you know, you need to become become in your mind first and then your, your physical body will align with what you believe you are. Exactly. So it's like be, do, and then you'll have it instead of do a bunch of crap and force it. And then you'll think you're going to have it and become the person who weighs less. It's just not a way that it serves you. It's a backward cycle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to, let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I am totally in the mindset of where you guys used to be. And I'm totally placing my worth in social media and I'm totally placing my worth in what I see in the mirror. Like, what would you advise them to do? Great question. The first thing I would do is unfollow all of the people who make you compare yourself to them. And this could actually be people who you used to look up to. And let's pause right there because this is really great. I'm so glad you brought this up because I did this. Did you? Oh yeah, girl. I follow like 300 people now. 
And I remember when I was unfollowing people, I was like, I was like, am I unfollowing because I'm jealous? Am I unfollowing because I don't have what they have? Am I unfollowing? And I got into this weird vibration and feeling about like, why am I unfollowing? And I want to say to whoever's listening to this, it doesn't matter why the hell you want to unfollow someone. If you feel in your spirit that you don't want to see their stuff anymore, don't justify it. You don't need to look into it. It doesn't make you feel good. Unfollow. Unfollow. And the thing is, is if you know that your self-worth being tied to your body is holding you back, which you probably might already feel if you're still listening, which you probably are. So if that's the case, you probably already know that you don't want your life to be dictated or determined based on the way you look on social media or what your body looks like. So just unfollow those people. That's definitely one of the most powerful things you can do. And then intentionally look for people who actually have the life and you know, portray those emotions and feelings that you actually want your life to be made of and follow them. I love that. That's so good. I think we can stop right there. That changed everything for me, really. When I cleaned up my, when I cleaned up who I was following for fitness, it changed everything for me. I mean, everyone I used to follow guys was in the fitness industry, had amazing bodies and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like they can inspire you. Like I still follow fitness accounts that inspire me genuinely. But when you're inundated with like my algorithm on Instagram is so much more like healthy now than it used to be. I used to literally just see butts and curves on my Instagram feed for real. And bikini bodies. (laughs) Yeah. All in workouts. And it was just like, what you're feeding your mind with subconsciously, like when you're scrolling, your subconscious mind is taking all that in as factual and as of more of what you want to see. And the algorithm works like a subconscious mind that shows you more of what you're focused on. And so the algorithm literally works. It's like, what are you engaging with? It's going to show you more of that. So it's like the law of attraction. Algorithm works like the law of attraction. It gives you more of whatever you're looking at, whatever you're focused on, whether you want it or not want it, it's going to give you more of that. Yeah, it's like your reticular activating system too. It's it like is. how do you on something and all of a sudden you see so much more of it. It is, yes. So whether you, you know, want the body or you feel some type of way about the body energetically, maybe vibrationally you feel bad when you look at these pictures, just focus on the feeling of how you feel when you absorb content. If you feel negative, if you feel badly, if you feel anything but amazing and wonderful, then go ahead and unfollow the account. And if they message you asking why you unfollowed them, you don't need them in your life anyway, because that's just, I've had people do that. Like, why did you unfollow me? Listen, Linda, why are you looking at who's following you or not? Yeah, your worth shouldn't be, like, why do you care what other people are? Yeah, no. You need to feel good. And you need to feel good as often as you can. And Luckily, we get to control that. Social media is a thing these days. Um, Of course, we get to choose how much time we're spending on there, but it just makes sense to determine what we're going to be seeing on there. So I think that that's an important step, as well as related, sort of, but like, who are you actually spending your time with? Is your peer group also obsessed with the way they look? Like, this brings me back to in grade nine, I met this girl who became a good friend at the time. And we both were so obsessed with becoming a certain weight that we literally would encourage each other to eat less. Like literally we were like, oh, did you eat under, or, you know, did you eat under 200 or 500 calories, which is clearly eating disorder (laughs) material, right? So she, we were kind of encouraging 
encouraging each other in that negative way to not feel good and to self-sabotage and basically harm ourselves until we wait a certain amount. And I wouldn't say I actually suffered with an eating disorder because I've seen how extreme that can be for some people, but it was so extreme with my body dysmorphia for so many years <laughs> that, you know, I was wanting to be friends with people who would help me get to that goal in order to, because I thought that I would finally feel better if I finally got that, but that's never the case. You know, you're never going to feel better once you get that, whether it's, you know, that weight or earning a million dollars. If you don't feel good now, you're not going to feel good when you get there. So who are your peers? <laughs> do they have the same intentions for life as you do? Or are they focused on things that, you know, if you really take a deep reflection on what are my values? If I were only to live for a year, what would I spend my time caring about? Because time is something that we shouldn't take for granted. So who are you spending your time with? And what sort of values and what kind of a person do they bring out in you, I think is so important. I agree. I think that's so important. I think that's a great place for us to um, wrap this beautiful conversation up. Um, so if people want to follow you or they want to learn more about Miss Sophia, how do they find you? So on Instagram under my full name, which is Sophia, and then my last name, Reisinger, R-E-I, Singer. <laughs> That's cute. All right. Thank you so much. I'll link all of her details below, guys, if you want to check her out or learn more or even DM her. I'm sure she'd be happy to talk with you um, mm -hmm. in her DMs or further the conversation um, by any means. So thank you, Sophia. I love, love, love you. Thank you for sharing everything. And yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This was super fun. I'm always happy to chat, especially with anyone who's listening to just want to reach out and talk about anything. I am always here. And yeah, thanks so much for having me, Maddie. Love you. Thank you for listening to today's episode on Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose. If today's episode rang true for you, I only ask one thing. Please screenshot, tag, and share your biggest aha moment with me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear. Until next time, hold your head, thoughts, and vibrations high.